Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, an outreach of Greater Works Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos. If you like what you hear, visit us at gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Find the Table Flippers link, click on it, and you'll get to our merchandise. Now, get ready for a huge dose of truth and a huge dose of common sense. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you are ready for another discussion. This isn't so much about the news. I mean, it is because there's things happening in our world right now, even as we speak. But this is more about just some information uh, that affects you and me today, as especially as Americans. And even those of you who are listening in other countries, this does affect you because... If And what I'm going to talk about is the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution, the right to keep and bear arms. And a lot of people, even outside of the United States, don't really fully understand the full impact of that. That if, if they come and take away the guns of the citizens of the United States of America, you can bet that it won't be too long before we have complete and total communist-like control not only in the United States of America, but coming to a country near you. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, to your home city, town, village, and country, nation. If you're not already there, you soon will be if they are successful in taking away uh, our right to defend ourselves, taking away our guns. A lot of people that don't understand this or never maybe been around firearms and don't understand our Second Amendment or why we even have something like that, you don't fully understand. But you, if they're successful, you will understand because they'll come knocking on your door to haul you away or to force you to do something you absolutely do not want to do. And you'll have no way to defend yourself. Some of you already don't have a way of defending yourself, but it'll even be worse because there won't be the United States of America and its citizens to come to your help if we lose our guns. Anyways, let me get into this because this is an ongoing debate all over the United States of America. And every time that there is a mass shooting, the debate gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And those gun opponents, those people that want to take our guns and think guns are the problem, that don't really, either they don't understand this or they understand it and they're just flat liars, deceptive, cheats, uh, Democrats, basically. Uh, well, let me just get into this. This is from Fox News and it's entitled, let's see, when did this come out? This came out, uh, there's no date on this. Oh, there it is, April 20th. So today, wow, I, I thought this came out earlier. Anyways, published today, April 20th. 2023. <clears throat> the title says, Washington governor poised to sign massive assault weapons ban says it will save lives. Bill will ban the sale and manufacture of dozens of semi-automatic rifles in Washington. And this is Washington state, not Washington, D.C. This article is by Han Hannah Ray Lambert of Fox News. And again, it was published today, <clears throat> earlier today. It says, the governor of Washington is expected to sign an assault weapons ban into law immediately barring, barring residents from purchasing a host of semi-automatic rifles. Washington does not and will not accept gun violence as normal, Democratic Governor Jay Inslee tweeted Wednesday after lawmakers passed House Bill 1240. The bill bans the sale, manufacture, and importation of so-called assault weapons, primarily 
semi-automatic rifles with expectations for law or exceptions, I'm sorry, with exceptions for law enforcement and the military. It passed the Senate earlier this month and returned to the House where lawmakers passed it by a vote of 56 to 42. Gun control proponents have long struggled to define assault weapons, but HB 1240 bans more than 60 specific firearms, most of them semiotic automatic long guns such as AR-15s and AK-47s. Semi-automatic pistols and shotguns with certain features outlined in the bill may also be banned, but the specific guns are not listed. The ban will take effect immediately after Inslee signs it. Assault weapons are civilian versions of weapons created for the military and are designed to kill humans quickly and efficiently, uh, the bill states. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. <clears throat> people dying by any means is not a funny thing, but I just love the way these people are so dramatic. I don't think they find um, politicians that are actually qualified, like actually been to school, maybe uh, law school or political science school or any, any of those things, or they just work in the real world job where they have to deal with, with actual human beings. They go to, I don't know, I think these failed um, actors, and is there a community or a place, uh, you know, a, a place like a some kind of... Um, Nonprofit where failed actors, those who studied drama and took acting school but can't find a job because they're not very good at it, you know, and they can congregate there to make themselves feel better. Uh, I think that's where most of our politicians are being found because this is so dramatic. Listen to this. The bill states, and, and let me see if I can't throw, I wish I had some dramatic music to play with this, but I don't. So let me just put it this way. Assault weapon bans are civilian versions of weapons created for the military and are designed to kill humans quickly and efficiently. Now, when they're talking about ARs, AR-15s, AR-16s, whatever, that shoot a, a that fire a, what's called a 5.56 round, all right? These guys are so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do my best just to say it like it is and not be too demeaning. However, I don't know how to not be demeaning on some level when it's dealing with this level of stupidity. So a 5.56 round is very, it's a very small round for a rifle. As a matter of fact, it's one of the smaller rounds. rifle rounds on the market anywhere in the world. There are a few smaller ones, but very, very, very few. It's very small compared to, say, uh, a 308 round. Some of you may not even know what I'm talking about, but these are very common rounds, not only used in the military, but used by hunters and such. So 308 is much larger than the 556. A, a, a 300 Win Mag, they call that, it's a, it's a large hunting rifle a hunting cartridge it'll bring down bear it'll bring down elk it'll bring down moose and sometimes even larger animals and that's much much larger than a 556 so when they say it's designed to kill humans quickly and efficiently well i guess in a way 
it can, but even your much smaller rounds can do that. But there's much, much, much larger rounds that can actually do a better job than the 5.56 round that's in the AR-15. I only point this out because, again, of their foolishness, their stupidity, and they pull on the heartstrings of the common average everyday American that doesn't understand these things. But I, I do want to ask you to do something. I just, this is not a challenge. I'm just going to ask you to do this. Just, just as, This is for you. And maybe I'll try to find some and put the links up. But nonetheless, you can Google this. Google, you know, um, like uh, uh, you could put like rifle cartridge rounds uh, comparison, just something like that. And pictures will actually come up. Pictures will come up where they have side by side comparisons of like, say, your 22 long rifle, which is very small. Then you're, you know, uh, maybe some handgun, uh, like a nine millimeter, 45, a 40, uh, something of that nature. And they have rifle rounds such as the 5.56, the 308. And then it goes up from there all the way probably to like, say, a 50 caliber, which is in our uh, sniper rifles that the military uses. Long distance, hard hitting sniper rifles. And you can clearly see the difference and what people are really freaking out about. You know, they, they, they say... I saw one guy say that the reason nobody hunts with an AR-style rifle is because there would be nothing left of that animal. So if you go shoot a deer, I, 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 to him, you shoot it, you hit him with that, that bullet, that slug, and um, there's going to be nothing left because it's just going to completely blow away that deer. That is the most absurd ignorance and stupidity on behalf of that person and anybody that thinks that way because that's not the case at all <laughs> at all so anyways let me let me finish reading this this is actually like i said some of this is so absurd it's funny but it's not a it's not funny because we have to deal with this it says firearms instructor jane milhans told fox news there has been a lot of misinformation surrounding the gun control debate people have the assumptions that these rifles are military rifles and they just aren't she said, adding that semi-automatic rifles require one trigger pull for every shot and would put members of the military at a severe disadvantage if they were actually used on the battlefield. And this is true. <clears throat> the, type of, the type of AR-style weapons, rifles, that you can go into a gun shop anywhere in America and purchase it is what they call semi-automatic. Semi-automatic means that if you pull the trigger... One time, one shot is fired as that bullet is leaving the rifle barrel and you let go of that trigger. Another round is then put in its place. The old cartridge is ejected, the spent cartridge is ejected, and a new cartridge is put in its place. And then when you pull the trigger, it fires again. And that can happen. And it'll happen over and over as long as you have... Um, cartridges that go into that chamber, it will continue to fire in that sense. But it's not an automatic. An automatic, an automatic, you hold the trigger back and it just keeps firing automatically. That's not your AR-15s as sold in local gun shops. Okay, one trigger pull, one shot. You have to understand, one trigger pull, one shot. And the reason she points out these are not military weapons because that would not, that would get a lot of our guys killed on the battlefield because they need something that maybe has what they call a three-round burst. When you pull the trigger one time, three shots go off or full automatic because 
I wouldn't want to go out on the battlefield with an enemy approaching me with AK-47s, fully automatic AK-47s, and I have just this single shot, you know, every time I pull the trigger, only one bullet comes out, especially on a 5.56, because it's such a small bullet, and the way they're forced to create and design these bullets, it literally can penetrate somebody, and unless it hits a vital organ, that person may not even realize he has been shot. That's how small these bullets are. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the truth. That you can actually be shot with a 5.56 round. And if it doesn't hit a, a uh, major organ, your heart, your lungs, liver, something of that nature, you might not even realize you've been shot, especially in the heat of the moment. And that's why on the battlefield, they use fully automatic or these rifles with a three-round burst or something of that nature, okay? So the absurdity that these people say these are military rifles no they're not they may look like them but they're not anyways let me keep reading the ban is part of a gun control package pushed by Inslee and attorney general bob ferguson this legislative session lawmakers previously approved a 10-day waiting period for all gun sales and mandatory firearm safety training for prospective gun buyers as well as a bill allowing the state to sue gun owners or makers. That's so stupid, ladies and gentlemen. If somebody goes kills another person with a baseball bat, do you can are you allowed to sue the baseball bat company or the if they used a hammer, the hammer company or a knife, the knife company? No. It's a tool. And that weapon is a tool. Sue them. This is so stupid. Banning the sale of assault weapons are bill to enact training requirements and a wait period and the bill to improve accountability for manufacturers and retailers will save lives. Inslee tweet continued one of the sentiment <laughs> no it won't one of the Sen senate amendments to hb 1240 allows gun dealers to sell inventory they had before january 1 2023 and out-of-state buyers for 90 days after the bill becomes law and that is the end of that article yeah it's a weird place to end that article isn't it so this thing is so filled with fallacies um fantasy stupidity ignorance arrogance, and some other words that I just, I don't have time to dig up in my brain cranium, um, my brainium. But this is ridiculous. And this whole argument has been ridiculous for a lot of reasons. Because again, and I know this has been said so many times and people just don't seem to understand it. Um, this leaves many people with the deer in the headlight look. But I'm going to say this again, even though you've heard this. I know you've heard this. You've probably heard it dozens of times, but I'm going to say it again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a chance of just um, sounding like, uh, if you guys remember the old Charlie Brown cartoons, anytime an adult talked, it sounded like, so I hope you put on your ears, your translator ears, you know, like Star Trek or whatever they have, the translator ears, because I'm about to you with some truth, <laughs> okay? But if you put a ban on weapons, whether it be assault rifles, uh, any weapon. It doesn't matter, okay? Any weapon, especially the types of weapons that are best used to defend yourselves from people that would seek your harm. That's what the ARs are for, primarily. Um, then only criminals will have guns because criminals do not follow your laws. And you, if you think, well, we'll just ban the sale of guns 
everywhere in America so that even criminals can't get them. They are criminals. And the criminal will always find a way to get guns. Ladies and gentlemen, they'll just find, simply find a way. You know, and, and here's the sad thing. The same, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, and, and put two and two together. Who is fighting to take away your right to own a firearm? Democrats. Why is it that the Democrats, the left-leaning Democrats, don't want you to be able to protect yourself from somebody else that wants to come in and harm you. The only thing I can think of is that they have some type of long-term plan of control, which they do. We know that. That's well-documented, well-understood. They want to control your life. They don't want you to have the ability to fight back. Not a, they don't care about the criminal. They don't care about somebody breaking into your house. They don't care about the rapist. They don't care about the murderers. They don't care about the child abusers because they're even getting soft on crime against them and letting them out of prison. So, which gives us even more of a need to own a firearm to protect ourselves and our families. But now they want to take away. So they want to put criminals on the street and at the same time, take away your ability to protect yourselves against those criminals that they put out on the street. And they don't care about any of that because what is their ultimate goal? Control. Because just like you won't be able to fight back against a criminal seeking to take your life, you won't be able to fight back against an overreaching tyrannical government that wants to control you. Why was the Nazi party so successful in rounding up and murdering 6 million plus Jewish people? Actually, there was somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 million that they that they killed, but six million of them we know were Jewish. How were they able to do that? They first took away the guns from the citizens and the citizens had no way to fight back. And then the rest is, as they would say, is history. And then we have people here in the United States of America that wanna take our guns away from us, the citizens, the law-abiding citizens. And they, they lie about these guns that are out there. They lie about the citizens, the law-abiding citizens that own these weapons, and and they put on display these absolute criminals that are sick in the head, and most all of them, of course, are left-leaner Democrat supporters, just saying, you can look that up, it's true. And then, And they use that as if, you know, mom and pop down the street that owns a handgun just to protect themselves and their children is just like that transgender person that walked into that school and shot six people dead, three of them children. Well, that's the biggest lie that they could tell. But people that are uneducated don't look into this, don't understand the full ramification of it. They buy into it. And then, as they say, the rest is history. And pretty soon, pretty soon, if this keeps going that way, when they start rounding people up and they start putting more and more and more control on our lives, even those people are going to sit back and wish that they would have fought for Americans to be able to keep their guns. Anyways, let me go on with this. Even though that article is over, I do want to read this because check this out. This is all about the Second Amendment to our Constitution. Let me read what the Second Amendment says. It says, A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So, the reason why the Constitution, the Second Amendment, is there 
is to tell people, listen, you have the right to keep and bear arms. You have the right to not only own them, but you have the right to carry them and you have the right to use them when you need to. And it says, shall not be infringed. In other words, there is nothing that the government is supposed to do to take away or diminish our right and ability to own and carry a firearm. I can't even believe that I'm, I'm explaining this, but there's so many people still here in the United States of America that do not understand this. So, but they, a lot of people get hung up on this word militia, a well-regulated militia, a well-regulated militia. And a lot of people say, see, we can put regulations on the militia. No, a well-regulated militia isn't regulation of gun control because it follows up the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. What is a well-regulated militia? Well, you have to understand what a militia is. So I went and found online, it says the American Dictionary of the English Language. And what this is, this is the Webster's Dictionary from 1828. Uh, Noah Webster is the one who published the Webster's Dictionary, you know, Webster, Webster. And his first dictionary was first published in 1806, if I have my history correct. And he expanded on it over 20, 20 some odd years, 22 years, it looks like, and then republished it in 1828, just the, the expanded version. So he just kept adding uh, words to his dictionary and their meaning. And the reason I went to this one, Noah Webster from, again, the original 1806, the expanded to 1828, is because that's much closer to the time that they penned the Second Amendment to the Constitution. When they were writing the Constitution and they were they were giving us our Bill of Rights, our Constitution, the amendments and all that. So the Second Amendment was around that time period. So to understand what the original writers meant when they used that word militia, well-regulated militia, we have to go back to the dictionaries of that time to understand what they meant. So let me read the whole thing. It says militia. It's a noun. Latin from miles, a soldier. A Greek, it means war, to fight, combat, contention. The primary sense of fighting is to strive, struggle, drive, or to strike, to beat. English, moil, and Latin, uh, molior. Hebrew, to labor or toil. Okay, so that's all the introduction to this word. The body of soldiers in a state. So a militia is the body of soldiers in a state enrolled for discipline, but not engaged in actual service except in emergencies, as distinguished from regular troops whose sole occupation is war or military service. The militia of a country are the able-bodied men organized into companies, regiments, and brigades with officers of all grades and required by law to attend military exercises on certain days only, but at other times left to pursue their usual occupations. I think that's pretty much self-explanatory, but I will explain it a little bit further for you. So basically what it says is the militia is not members of the armed forces, like let's put it in a modern context, not members of the Marines, the Navy, Air Force, Army, and I guess you could throw Coast Guard in there. But these are citizens, a militia as used 
in the Second Amendment to our Constitution is the embodiment of citizens, citizens that are well-armed and also trained to fight alongside the military or on home soil if the need arises. It comes back to the mentality in that time when um, American citizens fought against the Redcoats, the British, in the War of Independence. Many of the groups of people that fought were called militia. I believe the army was called the Continental Army, if I remember correctly my history. <laughs> but the people that were farmers, um, ranchers, if you will, um, maybe they were, uh, some of them, many of them are pastors of churches. You wouldn't know it by looking at the pastors today. But back then, they actually had some, uh, um, I almost used a, a word that I wouldn't have wanted to use on the air, but they weren't cowards back then. I'll just say it that way. These were your average, everyday, ordinary people. The type of people that went to church on Sundays, paid their taxes, worked Monday through Saturday, uh, raised their family, got married, um, had children, said grace around the dinner table in the evening, your normal, average, everyday people. And they understood. They understood that they were part of a militia, the group of citizens trained to defend this country, defend their families, defend their businesses, defend their freedoms. And in that sense, from that time period, from a tyrannical government, at that time, the British government, and their forces, the Redcoats. So what is a militia? Some a, a group of citizens well armed and able to fight against a tyrannical government and their forces. Okay, so you have to understand this. The Second Amendment wasn't there to protect our right to own a hunting rifle so that we can go hunt deer or quail or boar or whatever. Not at all. It's a it's all centered around that idea and concept of militia, a basically group of citizens that act like homegrown, homeland military, if you will. They're citizens, they have their jobs, they have their life, but they're also trained to fight if they have to. And fight who? Primarily a tyrannical government. This is so absolutely important for every one of you to understand, okay? Because if they come and take our guns from the citizens, there's no such thing as a militia. The militia ceases to exist because we'll have a group of people, but no ability to fight back. And so the government, and we see this day by day by day by day, they're getting more tyrannical, more Nazi-like than ever before in the United States of America. And we just came through this whole so-called COVID-19 pandemic where they shut everything down and forced people to shut down. They got so tyrannical. And what was so unfortunate, many and many of you listening to this right now, you hid away. You wore masks. You wore two masks. You couldn't wait for a vaccine. You shut down your business. You stopped going to church. You kept your kids out of school. All of these things because somebody in government told you to do that. Not because it was your choice necessarily. <clears throat> or you didn't feel it was your choice, but because you were told to. So they took great measures to, to get even more control over your lives. And many Americans just fell for it and went right along with it. My concern is that the same Americans that were so quick to shut everything down because Fauci 
representing our government said to going to be the same people that just hand over their guns. Well, you know, they're telling me to. And it, and I'm concerned that what happened in Nazi Germany is going to happen here in the United States. Well, I'm concerned because it already is happening. We're in the beginning stages of that. And unfortunately, too many of you Americans are giving into it. You're kissing up to the Nazis and not standing up to them and saying, nope, not going to do it. So anyways, let me get back. To, I have one more quick article to read to you. And, and I wasn't going to do this one, but just for the sake of um, what we're talking about, I just want to show you how ridiculous, ridiculous some of these people, these anti-gun people are. And this is all the way, this is a, um, <clears throat> a article from the Washington Examiner, and this was published June 15th, 2016. As I was doing my research on this, it, I remembered this story way back then. And so I said, I'm going to see if I could find that because this will be fun. And I found an article on it. And this is by Beckett Adams. He's a contributor to the uh, Washington Examiner. And it says this, <clears throat> reporter who got, <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, if I start busting up laughing, I'm going to do my best to keep my composure for you. It says, reporter who got PTSD from firing a rifle responds to critics. A New York Daily News reporter who said his experience with an AR-15 style rifle gave him temporary post-traumatic stress disorder, <laughs> said Wednesday that he has never received so much hate mail in his three decades of journalism. <clears throat> I, I have a hard time believing that. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. That was a long time ago. I don't know this gentleman. But, uh, you know, the, he, he is so so ridiculous and over the top. Like I said, I think they found this journalist the same place they find many of our politicians. They went to that same, I don't know, nonprofit where, where um, failed actors and actresses and drama people can gather together and drink coffee and, and pat each other on the shoulder and cry on one another's shoulder. And they found this guy there. You know, because the drama is over the top. So anyways, he, he says this. <clears throat> I don't mind spirited debate, but many correspondents told me <laughs> that even expressing an opinion about today's high-powered weaponry is off-limits to those of us who don't own such guns, wrote the Daily News' Gersh Kuntzman. He claimed he received emails calling him a liar and challenging his masculinity. Honestly, many in 2016 when I first heard this, yeah, I I thought the same thing. I didn't bother writing him or anything like that because uh, apparently he's a very sensitive person, very soft and very sensitive. And um, I didn't want to say or do anything that, you know, make him cry. I don't like to see grown, uh, I, I almost said men, but grown males cry. It, you know, I don't know what to do with that. Uh, but anyways, let's go on. He says, yes. This weapon scared the crap out of me, he added, arguing that the AR-15 is a weapon of mass destruction that should should be available only to law enforcement and military personnel. Kuntzman said in an article published Tuesday that his first experience with a semi-automatic rifle left him horrified. It feels like a bazooka. I don't know how he would know. If this is the first and only gun he's ever fired, how would he know what a bazooka is like? And... Ladies and gentlemen, I have personally um, fired a AR-15, AR-style rifle many, many times. They are hardly, hardly 
a bazooka. Anyways, <laughs> a bazooka. Kuchman <clears throat> said the in the article published his first experience semi automatic left him horrified. It feels like a bazooka and sounds like a cannon. Wrong again. He wrote. The explosions, uh, loud like a bomb, gave me temporary case of PTSD for at least an hour after firing the gun just a few times. I was anxious and irritable. The article titled, What is it like to fire an AR-15 is horrifying, dangerous, and very, very loud, was published just days after the gunman, 29-year-old Omar Mateen, shot and killed 49 people at a gay nightclub in Orlando, Florida. Mateen was armed with a handgun and a Sig Sauer MCX rifle, which fires a 5.56 NATO. Though the Sig looks much like an AR-15, it is in a different class of rifle altogether. Kuntzman explained he wanted to figure out what it is about semi-automatic rifles like the one used by Mateen that appeals to gun owners and said he hoped his experience would shed light on the matter. However, he added his quest left him not so much enlightened as left him with emotional scars. So ladies and gentlemen, this this journalist shoots an AR-15. He said just he said just a few rounds, okay? So I'm just going to put it somewhere um uh, let's say uh, uh, he fired a full regular magazine which i believe i'm not really sure on this i believe it's 30 rounds so let's suppose he pulled that trigger 30 times bam 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 and then walks away with emotional scars emotional scars ladies and gentlemen you've heard me say this before but left leaners liberalism it's a mental condition it is a serious mental condition and what I would say to this gentleman, Kuntzman, Mr. Kuntzman, um, now that was a few years ago. That was several, 2016. So I'm hoping, hopefully you went and had some treatment for this, that you went and thought out, uh, sought out some therapy and you're over your PTSD, to which I feel very terrible that you had to shoot this gun that in your mind was like a cannon, which tells me you have a very vivid imagination and i hope that you've got the therapy that you needed to overcome this <clears throat> um trauma and i don't want to rub it in but you know i have daughters and when they were little i'm talking as early as five years old maybe they were shooting the same type of weapon without any problems without any emotional scarring and they are well rounded well developed adults today that still will go out and shoot one of those weapons, enjoy it, and not have any problems with wanting to cause anybody else harm with one of those weapons. Um, Mr. Koonsman, again, I hope that you're over this, but at least at that time in 2016, you're not part of the problem. It's you and people like you that were the you are the problem. Let's go on. On Wednesday, Kuntzman stood by his characterization. I found the sheer power of the weapon horrifying. I found the noise deafening and anxiety-provoking, he wrote. Using an AR-15 made me irritable and jittery for hours afterwards. To me, it felt like a bazooka. If masculinity is defined by the power to commit violence on a wide scale, I proudly choose femininity. Well, you did. But I wouldn't even say you did. Because again, my daughters who are very feminine, when you look at my daughter, you don't have to wonder or guess, uh, uh, is, that a, is that a boy or a girl? No, not at all. Girls, all the way. And they fired these types of weapons and they didn't lose their femininity 
and they weren't traumatized by it. So, sir, again, I hope you're over it, but if not, you desperately need help. He continued, we need more real men in power taking on bullies like the NRA, which seeks to bolster the Second Amendment by shutting down opponents right to the first. Um, no, I don't think so. He's, he's uh, characterized the NRA in a false manner. Anyways, let's go on. The Daily News editorial board is a longtime opponent of the National Rifle Association as compared the gun rights group to terrorist organizations, including the Islamic State. Interesting. So the Islamic State has murdered many people around the globe, all in the name of terrorism, and the NRA has murdered, oh yeah, zero. Zero! These people. I sincerely do believe that the Bill of Rights protects Americans' right to bear arms, albeit under very strict regulations. No, it doesn't. There are no strict regulations. The militia is to be regulated. And what does that mean? They are to be put into certain categories, as as I read, and I might read it again, troops and brigades and all of that having leaders over them so that if something broke out, they can assemble quickly and go out there and fight the enemy. But that's what the, the militia is to be regulated in that manner, not our ability to get a hold of and carry firearms. That was very clear. Where did I leave off? Oh, yeah. The well-regulated militia part of the sacred text, Kuntzman said Wednesday, and I even agree with one letter writer who pointed out that hammers can kill people too, but we don't ban them. But what if a weapons manufacturer could fashion a handgun that would fire a nuclear blast? Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, listen to the absurdity of these left-leaning Democrat supporters. This journalist, okay, who said that if... If um, firing a gun is, you know, akin to masculinity, he'd rather be feminized or feminine. He's leaning towards femininity. Okay. And most men that own firearms don't look at it like that makes me a man. It's more like this. I'm a man. So I own a firearm because a man's responsibility is to protect the ones that he loves. It's not that I own a firearm, which makes me a man. No, we don't look at it that way. But people who have a hard time understanding what a female really is and what a male really is and what true toxic masculinity is or is not, these people who are already confused, they're the problem. Anyways, let me go on. What if a weapons manufacturer could fashion a handgun that would fire a nuclear blast, an atomic version of the AR-15, if you will, he asked. It would look like a gun, but it could kill thousands instead of dozens, like a rifle. It is one of the many arms that uh, we are allowed to keep and bear, but we really stand idly by as people buy a nuclear gun in the name of the Second Amendment. He concluded by conceding he's a wimp. So he conceded, he admitted he's a wimp. Oh my gosh, these people. I simpered because my experience with the AR-15 bruised me, body and spirit. But there's nothing unmanly about reminding my readers that mass murder is much easier to commit with a semi-automatic killing machine than it is with a hammer, he wrote. If that makes me a girl, well, maybe we should have a girl running the country. (laughs) I mean, ladies and gentlemen, at least he had a moment of clarity and admitted that he's a wimp and that he's closer to being a girl than an actual man. (laughs) 
um, you know, I, I mean, it brought out some firing this, shooting this AR-15 brought out some honesty. Maybe it helped him do some soul searching as he's dealing with his PTSD that he had for, what did he say, an hour? Yeah. So he did some soul searching and he, he looked into his soul and he found not masculine things, but female feminine, feminine things. It was all painted in pink and frills on the inside. And at least he came to that acknowledgement, you know, because the first step to getting free from a problem is admitting that you have a problem. <laughs> but I mean, see the absurdity of this? <clears throat> Do you understand the absurdity of this? What if they can a gun manufacturer can make a pistol that can shoot an atomic blast? Um, hey, under the Second Amendment, we're still allowed to have those, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, doesn't sound too bad. I mean, that, that sounds like something awesome. But let me explain something to you. We're not there. That is not even on the table. It's not even an issue. That is a what if. That isn't even a viable what if. Okay, we're talking about rifles that look like military rifles, but certainly are not military grade rifles at all. We're talking about rifles that although they look like military rifles, they are civilian rifles that shoot like civilian rifles. And many civilian rifles have used that same type of um, action for many, 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 many decades. And nobody's bothered with them until, until they started making them to resemble military rifles. So now that they re resemble military rifles, shoots the same round, it shoots the same manner, it shoots the same number of bullets, but because it's black and it's, it's made out of carbon fiber and it looks, as one person said to me, he showed me a picture of his AR and he had it all decked out. He says, I don't know about you, but that's a sexy rifle. To which I kind of looked over at him out of the corner of my eye and went, huh? I just don't look at rifles in that manner. Some people do. Some people don't. Don't get me wrong. It was a cool looking rifle. It was really cool looking, but I wouldn't call it sexy, but whatever. <clears throat> so it's the same type of rifle, same type of action, same type of ammunition that we have had for decades, decades. All they did is put some uh, things that are on there that are practical. They're very practical rails and grips and things of that nature that look make it look like a military weapon but it's not and now those are under attack because of people like this what was his name Kuntzman Kuntzman who has no idea about these things I, I, I honestly ladies and gentlemen and, and I don't know if you guys know anything about firearms some of you do some of you don't I would love I would love to take him back to the firing range and said okay don't touch that AR-15 here's a um semi-automatic or it could be a pump 12 gauge shotgun with a slug in it if you thought that 556 was a bazooka just wait until you shoot this 12 gauge with the slug i would love to take him down and, and, and show him maybe like a 338 lapua it's a sniper rifle or a 300 wind mag which is a long distance big game hunter uh hunting a rifle or a 4570 or something of that nature 
put put like a Desert Eagle 50 cal in his hand. It's a handgun, by the way. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger made it famous in some of his movies. But put that big old gun in his hand and have him pop off a few rounds and see how he felt about that AR-15. He would go running back to the AR-15 like a little baby going back to his rattle. He thinks that thing is a bazooka? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a great weapon. It's a great gun. I love them. But hardly a, 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 hardly a bazooka. Hardly a bazooka. Anyways, I wanted to share all that with you because don't buy into the lie that the Democrats are telling. Don't buy into the lie that if they take away your guns, people are not going to be shot and killed because the criminals will still have them because the criminals are not going to suddenly go, oh, you know what? It's against the law to own this gun. Let's go turn it in. They're not, they don't do that. They don't do that. Criminals don't do that. That's what makes them criminals. They don't obey the law. And then here's what's going to happen. So, Two things are going to happen when they really start changing the law. Number one, they're going to keep people that still want to be law-abiding uh, people from getting these weapons. Okay, number one. Number two, if they take some kind of a collection kind of a thing, either they're going door to door or say, hey, we're going to be down there, turn in your weapons. L people that really want to be law-abiding will turn in their weapons. All right. And number three, the criminals, that's why they're criminals. They're not going to do that. They will not do that. They'll be the only ones with the AR-15s, the AK-47s. And it's not just that. But I also know, and we've heard stories of this, and we've seen this in the news, where criminals, criminals are busted, and they have fully automatic weapons. Not the AR-15, one bullet for one trigger pull, but one trigger pull, 30 bullets. They have those. So the bad guys are going to be uh, certainly armed much better than the average citizen uh, is. And they already are because we don't have access to those guns because we're law-abiding. And now, because we've been so good at following the laws, these Democrats want to punish you and I. They want to punish you and I by coming and taking our guns and saying, you can't have this anymore. You cannot have this. And again, let me let me wrap this up with reading this once again, the Constitution of the United States, Second Amendment a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. What the Democrats are doing right now is scrapping the Constitution of the United States of America, scrapping that Second Amendment, treating law-abiding citizens of the United States of America as criminals and thugs, and taking away our ability and our right to defend ourselves and this family, and if need be, this country. Don't anybody ever tell me that the Democrats are out for the little guy. Well, they are. They're out to control the little guy because they don't care about you and I except to control us for their own nefarious purposes. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. If you take guns away from law-abiding citizens, then only the criminals will have guns. Even a chipmunk knows that. Thank you for joining us at Table Flippers. I truly appreciate you. You can write me at gwccrobert at gmail.com. That's gwccrobert at gmail.com. Please let me know how I'm doing. Remember to pick up some of our merchandise. You can find the link at gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Until next time, 
Be continually blessed. Chippy the Chipmunk loves table flippers.